Hey everybody, this is Logan. And this is Kurt. And we have a deal for you. Tickerbot Games, the company that brought you Golstal, is giving you a heck of a deal through us. Through the month of September, you can get 20% off of Golstal. Gosh, I love that game. Yeah, that is one of our family favorites, isn't it? It sure is. And you know what else is awesome? You actually get free worldwide shipping to anywhere in the world. Cool. Darn right it is. Go to TinkerBotGames.com right now. Use the code MFGCast20 when you're checking out to get this great deal. And what makes this a really good deal is Tinkerbot Games is based in England, so if you're here in the States or in other countries, it's the international shipping is quite a lot. So that's a great deal. You get 20% off and you get the free worldwide shipping. Worldwide! <laughs> And remember, if you don't buy this game, then I won't get to eat tonight? What do you mean I don't get to eat? Oh, you read it, so it must be true. What? This is the MFG cast. Hey guys, welcome to the best darn tootinest podcast in this gosh darn forsaken game world. <laughs> the intros get better and better every week. I oh, I just love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what I come up with next. <laughs> hey guys, Kurt here. And oh, I was waiting for you, Dan. Sorry. And Tracy or Taz Racy. Yeah, I was gonna say it has to be Taz Racy, and of course, Dee Wyatt as always. <laughs> Welcome to another awesome edition of the MFG Cast. This time we're going to do a review. We haven't done a review for quite a bit, so it's kind of nice to get back into that game. Get it? Game. Oh. Ah. I'm hilarious. Guys, I really know jokes. <laughs> we were able to get an advanced copy from Plan B Games, so thank you to Mike Young and everyone at Plan B Games for letting us check this out. What's the game? Reef. Oh, you didn't say. <laughs> guess what the game is, everybody, because Kurt isn't going to tell you. Hey, hey, guess what? That's exactly what I was just going to say next. I'm glad you... Man, I led you right into uh, it. You sure right. did. Yeah. You sure did. We're just going to start reading off random components, and you have to guess which Plan B game it is. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be talking about Reef. Ocean. The final frontier. That's how it goes, right? Is that how that goes in the beginning of... Yeah, I'm like 95% sure that's how it started every episode. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yep, yep. I'm sure no one will be unhappy with that. Basically, what you're going to be doing in Reef is you're building a coral reef. Reef was designed by Emerson Matsuchi. I'm, I'm sure that's wrong, but I'll say it say it anyway. Illustrations by Chris Quilliams. So you're used to Williams. Guess what? Here comes Quilliams. Who, as many of us know, is one of the promo characters in Quarriers from years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's right 
That's right. He, that's probably his. That's probably his favorite board game. That's why he changed it. He's like, you know, William Schmilliams. Let's I'm, just let's change I'm it to William. Some guy, shall we? This guy someday, he's just gonna throw me in an arm bar. He's like, oh, you like that quarters jump, do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's like his least favorite game. He just <laughs> punched you in the back of the head five times because he doesn't like it. Jesus. I don't know. He's probably he's probably the nicest gentleman or woman. Could be a woman. That that is the true statement. Cause yeah, because it's gonna be the only time a, exactly. a video is at Origins. So, <laughs> I was gonna say it's the only time a video from Origins ends up on World Star. <laughs> Just railing me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> it put it's uh, players eight and up, two to four players, and plays thirty to forty five minutes. So fairly quick. You know, let's. What is in this? box I have here in my hand. Oh, I see what you did there. I know, right? It's called Foley Work. I don't know. I don't he know was shaking means. a box with dominoes in it. <laughs> Shh, you're not supposed to give the trade secrets out. That wasn't really the box with all the reef components? Uh, no. It was it, <laughs> it was my 150 piece puzzle set of the Millennium Falcon. That's what it was. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I'm <laughs> editing. The only time somebody's like, please don't review my yeah. thing <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you please just not? Um, so this game comes with 112 coral pieces, 28 of each color of four colors, red, purple, green, and yellow. 88 point tokens of 1s, 3s, 5s, 10s, 20s, 60 cards, four player boards, and a handy dandy instructions manual. So what is the goal in Reef, Kurt and T. Racy? <laughs> I asked emphatically. The object of the game is to collect the most points, but you have to do it in a unique way. So whether you're building, you're using, basically you're using your cards to acquire points. So whether you're building your reef up, um, out, with different colors, with different numbers of um, your reef that stack up, but you can only go four high. In uh, different designs and that type of thing based on the cards that you have in your hand. So each player is dealt a certain, well, they're given a certain number of coral based on the number of players in the game. And then each um, player gets a board and then they each get um, one color, one coral of each color to place on their board in the middle, in the middle right away. And you can put them in any, any, any order that you want. There's really no strategy there necessarily, I would I wouldn't no, say. No, not unless not unless you know the future because And I usually know the future, so I like know how to place the coral. <laughs> but anyway, so um then you um have cards that have different features on them. So the top portion is um the coral the color coral that you're gonna collect when you if you choose to play the card so it could be you're collecting two purple coral you could be collecting one red coral and one purple coral yeah i'm looking at the cards right now i see like uh because i know it's like they're those split cards so i'm assuming the cards also have a secondary purpose yep um the bottom portion of the card is um the play feature at the end so once you collect that coral you have to play it on your board however you want but then um, you can collect points 
based on if you meet um, the requirements of the bottom portion of the card. So if it has shows two yellow coral that are diagonal on the bottom of the card, if you have two yellow coral that are diagonal, or if you have multiple yellow coral that are diagonal, then you can count them more than one time. So, but you cannot reuse the same piece of coral twice. Oh yeah, it's like, in other words, if you have like four of them diagonal, you can't be like, well, these two and these two and the middle two, and technically these, yeah, I see what you're saying, because otherwise that would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so it would be it would be crazy. And then there's a point value on the the card um, based on how many times you did that. So some of the cards are easier, so they would only collect one token based on how many um, you how many factors you meet on your board. So it could just have like one red coral on it or something like that. So of course, if you have one red coral on your board, you would get one point. If you had four red corals on your board, however they're placed, you'd get four points or, so, or you'd collect four point tokens. So I'm like looking at one of the cards right now. So um, like this card, for example, shows you get a green and red coral. And then the, the bottom part, it shows like the yellow coral with a four in it. So that just means you have to have four coral, like four yellow coral visible, and you would get those five points? Not necessarily. Actually, what it means is that you have to have uh -huh. a stack of four. It's not necessarily has to be all the same color, but the top piece has to be yellow. So like when you're scoring points in your different patterns like that, what is what's happening is you always look at the topmost piece, and four is the highest that you can go. So as long as you have, like, if it has that number, say it's say it has the number two, and then it says green, as long as the top is green, that's what you'll score for that. And it's a two. Yeah, yep. correct. You just have to get the size measurement of, you know, how many, and then whatever color is on top will score those points. Yep, and they have to be in the design or however it's laid out on the bottom of the card. Yep. So if it shows diagonal or if it shows... Um, kind of an L shape. Some of them have kind of like an L shape. Some of them are um, like a quad, like a square, basically. They have to be in square or they have to be diagonal or they have to be in the L shape. Um, they have to work that way or you don't collect the yeah. points. You can still play the card um, and just not collect the points if you wanted to play the card just to collect the coral on the top portion. Yeah, and play them on your board for future turns. Yep, that could be your strategy too. Yep. Like um, with what Tracy was saying with the L shape, that's basically a right angle. And in the game, depending upon where the right angle is, it doesn't have to be an L shape. It can just be, as long as it's a right angle of three coral pieces together and they're not, you're not using the same piece for the different patterns, you can score that. That's yep. pretty cool. Now, how do you get more of those cards? So, you know, during your turn, you can, you know, we already talked about playing the card and growing your reef and take and scoring the pattern, but you also can get a card from the display, which is you get three cards that are face up on the board or on the board or whatever or on your table, but you also flip up one on the top of the deck. So you can take any one of those three cards that are on the table by itself for free, or if you decide to take the card off the top of the deck, you can actually do so, but you have to take one of your score tokens and put it on one of the cards that has the lowest point amount on it. Now, if they share the same amount, you decide. You can put it wherever you want. That's not so bad. So then whoever, as as the game goes on, now I say I want to collect 
um, one of the cards with the token on it, then I get that token and the card. So there's the advantage of collecting. There could be like a multitude of additional tokens on there. That's happened when we've played it before Mm -hmm. where, you know, you're looking for that top card that keeps getting flipped on the top of the deck. Of course, if you take one that is displayed on the table versus the top of the deck, then you just replace it and keep going and flip another one on the top of the deck. Another thing that we actually missed when you are playing your cards to score patterns, there is one that has, basically it looks like it has all of the, or it looks like it has like a square of like nine pieces. And then in the middle, it has your color, and it ha- or it has a color in the middle, and it has a plus, and then it has a color that's next to it that's highlighted that has a different color on it usually. And those are to show a special pattern, okay? So for example, if it has the one in the middle is a purple and the that has the plus on it and the one above it is a yellow, then whatever one is attached to that purple that's yellow, that's around it, that's adjacent to it, orthonically. I can never I can never say that word What's right. Yeah, so it means that it's, <laughs> That's a terrible yeah, it's basically, adja- it's adjacent without being, yes. Well, no, the thing is, but they, it but is they diagonally. Yeah. Cl- clockish? It says, That's going to be my word. It's, it's kind a, of clocky. Actually, it's or, orthogonally. <laughs> I can't <laughs> they're, say they're, it. They're, they're, yep. cl- they're clocky. Or if they're diagonal, then you would score. So, like, most of them, I think, say, have two points on them, so... You could possibly get 16 points if you have all of those around it. Yep. So you get two points for each piece that's around it. So those are awesome little special pieces that, you know, you can score quite a bit if you can pull it off. But that takes quite a talent to do that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. you You use those a lot. I never, I didn't use those a lot. So basically the end of the game is when, um, one of the colors, because there's the four colors, when one of them is completely gone. So you've, somebody's finished by collecting it. So like Kurt's the first player, he takes the last of the purple ones or something like that. I still get a turn because he started as a first player. Mm-hmm. And then I get a turn and I don't have to... Tell me how that works. Then with the remaining cards in your hand, then you get to score patterns for what's on those cards. If it, you can, and you can only them, score right? them once. No, you can do any card that you have, okay. but you can only score the pattern once on your card. Also, you don't you don't take the coral from the top. You negate that part. You just score one pattern that's or your pattern once that's on your card of the cards that you have left. And then the game is over. There's also a rare case that if the card deck runs out, then that also immediately ends the game. Too. Which we've never run we've, out of. Yeah, cards. we've never come close. And we played two and three. I was going to say, that sounds like it would be really hard to do because if that deck runs out, that means people should have been scoring like crazy by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you well, would think, right? Because you can't, you can't keep taking cards and hoarding them in your hand because you can only have a max of four cards in your hand. So I don't. I don't know how but you would be playing a card each turn and uh, drawing a card each turn, though, right? No. You can either take a card from the display, or you can play a card from your hand to grow your reef and score the pattern. 
Yep, you can't take both actions. So what's nice is that it sounds like, you know, it should be one of those games that hopefully you don't, nobody really gets hit by AP and you can play pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't anything like what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, totally. Also, then once the game is over, then it's whoever has the highest score. Then in a case of a tie, then whoever has covered the most covered spaces on their board wins. And then if that doesn't break the tie, then it's whoever has the most stacks of four coral wins. And then if that doesn't happen, then you have a shared win, which is lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm not saying that for the designer. I'm just saying I hate it in general. Shared wins are stupid. <laughs> well, sorry. but we've never even come to... Oh, I understand. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. I think they're stupid. <laughs> Who likes to share? What if the designer is willing to add the byline of, in the case of that tie, it's whoever can eat the most coral. <laughs> oh, that would suck. And these pieces are chunky, so it would definitely not be. No, good. I'm saying real coral, like just ripping up your insides. You're like, I oh. want to win. <laughs> your guts would hurt. Yeah. Hey man, if you want to play competitive. <laughs> Yeah, there's a two other. There's a couple other things that we kind of missed out too. It it's pretty self-explanatory if you see them, but like for score, for also for scoring patterns, if there is a multicolored coral in the middle of the thing and it has a number, then it's just whatever your highest piece, top piece that has that. It can be that, whatever color. that number. Then you score that many points. So like. If you have, if it has a multicolored coral piece and then it says three and you have like two stacks of purples that are three and that's the most that you have, then you would count however many points between those stacks. Also, there's another one that is, would be a number and a plus sign to it. So if it says two plus, three plus, then whatever is your highest of that and you would have that many, that equal to or more, you would score for those depending on the pattern, so. That sounds pretty good, man. I So Emerson Matsuchi also did the Century Spice Road, and Reef sounds like another game where it's during your turn, your choices are simple. You can do very few things, but the consequences and the gain of those actions are, you know, like where the beauty lies. And I kind of like that a lot. I, I like a game where it's very easy to explain, but you have a reason to come back. Yeah, it's it's really simple. It's you know, like the the boards look like a you know like an underwater scene or whatever, and you're throw you're throwing these components on it. Like the the chunky coral pieces, you know it it seems like Plan B's thing is always like the 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 heavy pieces that are just you know like just you know they're not they didn't chintz out on them in regards to like having like a cheap piece of. Like, a really thin piece of something. Yeah. Like, when Plan B does a game, they have the bowls, and they have the, you know, all that kind of stuff. These are, like, what, two inches, an inch thick, maybe, or something? Just think of, like, the Azul pieces, except for they're shaped like different colored coral pieces. The cool thing is, too, like, if you're, say, you're colorblind, and you don't understand what, you know, you uh, you can't figure out what these colors are, they're all shaped in... A certain design that on the card and and the pieces in your hand you'd be able to tell distinctly which is which yeah and then they also have the have like kind of a circle top and a cut out circle bottom so they fit nicely when they stack i never thought about the the shapes mm-hmm. 
with the co- the difference in color. I guess I take that for granted. That's why I'm here. I, I don't know. I, sure. Terrible. I was gonna say I looked at the pictures and I like that too. And it, and not only that, but it also adds like a little more beauty and design to the board. So it was like a smart play for multiple reasons. One other question on the components, like I'm looking at the victory point chips. I like that they're all different colors and they look like spotty. They're not just clean, you know, like as if they were yeah. found like on an ocean floor. Are they all different sizes? Yep. They get bigger as you get, as the numbers are bigger. So it's, you know, it's, it's like you feel like you've really accomplished something when you get a 20 point token. I, I like it when you can throw the VP tokens in a pile and not have to like keep picking them up and they're all the same size. And you're like, no, that's a five. Damn it. Oh wait, no, that's a 10. Ah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, yeah. and they're different, they're different colors based on the their values. Too. Yeah. That's a very nice touch. It's again, another one of those things that's minor. And then when you have it, you're like, why doesn't every game have this? Um, we found these cool um, plastic containers. Yeah, just little circular containers that are probably about, oh, two inches high by two inches wide from the Dollar Tree that fit these point tokens perfectly. And they fit in the box just awesome. Yeah. We can't find any more because we want more for other games, too. <laughs> We're like, dang. Like, what the heck? So anyway, Michael's is my home away from home for things like that. Um yeah. So one other question for you guys, like, uh, how did you like that vertical element? You know, like, did you, because not too many board games have that. You know, that's like, a, like, outside of, what, like, Santorini and uh, Medina, a vertical element usually means, like, nothing in most board games. How did you guys like that for something like this? Well, I think it led to more strategy, like you said, because you're you're holding the cards in your hand and you're going, okay, so if I play this card, I'm going to get these couple of reef and then I have to play them and then I get to score on it and then do I want to go up higher like Kurt and Logan you guys had the tendency to go up I had the tendency to go out I think that's just what I noted yeah but I don't know if that was based on cards yeah or like I mean it depended on the cards too because like there were cards that you as you played vertically you would score more mm-hmm. i don't think i had those yeah and that's the th- the funny thing is that when you talk about that like i i didn't have that strategy until we played the game with logan because i kept getting ones that were like oh if you have two if you have three if you have four and i was like i'm never gonna get to get here because by the time i wanted to get the colors that i had on there everyone else was grabbing them so i was like i'm like i can't do anything with these so it's like you know sometimes it's you know, okay, do I want to do this or do I want to, you know, just go a different direction? And I, I just, I stuck to my guns and I kind of got burnt on it. But um, I think one of the, one of the first couple of games that me and you played, like I was able to kind of mix it up a little bit where I was able to play, you know, like that four pattern on the, you know, the single four pattern or whatever. And then it had, and then eventually it had, I scored some threes and fours that, you know, really kind of helped me, you know, pull, pull away, you know. Where it's, you know, it's, sometimes you can plan that strategy, but uh, I think depending upon how many players you have, too, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to grab these, you know, all I need is this, you know, cu- these couple of purples or whatever, and people just keep taking your purples before you, and you're like, no, I that, want those, that you know? happened and That happened when we were playing, I think, with Reds or something, where all of a sudden we were like, where are all of the cards that offer Red Coral on the top? Like, they're not around anymore. Mm-hmm. Well... God, I need another goal because now I can't. Bu- do I build up now to try to 
<laughs> like, what am I going to do? Yeah, I think, I think personally too, what I like about the 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 quality of the components and how they fit on the board and stuff like that, like when we play something similar to this, like Dragon Castle, when you're trying to set some of your pieces and you're trying to set some of your little uh, uh, tops, your little ceilings or whatever, it's really, sometimes it's really hard to get those pieces to fit because you have to kind of like, oh, I don't want to make that fall or I have to pick this up and kind of rearrange this. It's like, this game is easy. It's just, I plop it here. I put the other thing there. It's not like there's no... There's no fuss, no muss of trying to get your pieces on the board and get them stacked the way they are. Now, uh, one of the things, so, like, how is, like, the, you know, the table space of this? Like, is this something you can bring to a coffee house, or is this more of an at-home game? Yes. Oh, totally. Yep, this is a game I think you could bring just about anywhere. Well, the the player board is probably only this big, Dan. I For those that are listening, is probably only... What five? Oh, you can't even see me, can you? Yeah, I was gonna say I only see one hand. That makes sense. What is that five? five can you see yeah, it now? Maybe like a five by five. Five by five, maybe. Something like that, maybe. Something like that. I mean, it's not. It's not very That's big. Not too bad. I like that idea. Now, do you think this is gonna be something that you guys uh, start breaking out, like you know, a couple of times a week, like before bed? Is this like the your new uh, little abstract puzzler against each other, or is this gonna be a little more uh, sparse than that? I don't know if we'd play it every day but i mean logan seemed to like it and i mean i i liked it but it's probably because i kicked their butts a lot i don't know i i really liked it i i'll play it again yeah i think it's one of those that will play sparingly you know it's a nice game it's it's fun to play it's easy to cheat um i think this is one that you could play with your family you could play with your friends like it's not one of those, it's not a, it's not a, it's got some strategy to it, but it's not one of those that's going to freeze your brain up, you know? It's like, okay, I'll, you know, try to get this strategy, see if I go, like, I don't think there's, I don't think it's a, it's that puzzly where it's going to, you know, be too difficult, so you can break it out just about any time. I think it's a good filler game for, you know, just kind of breaking up some, maybe some heavier games too, if you're kind of, you know, playing a couple of heavy games and you want to play a little something that's a little quick and easy. It's it's not my favorite game, but it also definitely is not my least favorite game. So it's just kind of like right there in the middle where I, you know, if anybody wanted to give it a shot, I would definitely play it. Sounds pretty good, man. So with I think I liked it more than you did. Really. Yeah, you did. I did. But the thing is, you were more excited about it than I was. Like, mm-hmm. in, in, in the funny thing is, is I think I think part of it too is that my brain is so stuck on Coimbra that I just want to play that. <laughs> Well, and, and it's not it's not taking anything away from plan b because they always make good games so yeah and i i i think i was excited to play this when he talked about it and i was excited to see what it was all about when they were going to send it and when we got it and like you were i think you were kind of waffling in the beginning too but but i think it's kind of my my type of game too because I like to incorporate a lot of that strategy type thing into it. Even if you say it's not real thinky, mm-hmm. I make it really thinky. <laughs> if it's if it's not so thinky, Kurt, then how come you get your ass savagely whooped in it every time you play? <laughs> um, Logan and Kurt, or yeah, Logan and Kurt got like hammered the last game we played. I think, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I was struggling. I already talked about it. I was struggling to yeah. get what I wanted. So. Of course I was going to get beat. Yeah, Mama all Mueller and Well, I guess we're going to have to break this out after this review so I can kick your ass. Uh, you haven't yet. 
Yo, Butsky. Yeah, I'm waiting to get a text 45 minutes from now that says, I lost again. <laughs> <laughs> this game sucks. I, I keep losing. <laughs> but um, I think on the old uh, rating scale of love it, like it, uh, it's okay, or um, don't play it, um, I like it. I do. Again, it's not one of those I'm going to play all the time, but again, if somebody suggests it, I will, I will play it just because I like it. I'm kind of an in-betweener wiener because... <laughs> okay, I'm definitely cutting that out. <laughs> an in-betweener in wiener? that sounds... That's, that's um, my new ringtone. <laughs> nice. In-betweener wiener? Um, I kind of am kind of... Boy, I'm not using real real good words because I was going to say I'm dangling. <laughs> You're in-between. I'm in-between love it and or like it and love it because I... I... I more than just like it, but I less than just love it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you bet. It's probably not going to be one of those that you want to play all the time, but when you play it, you're going to enjoy it. You bet. There you go. Okay. So, Reef. Great yeah. words, Tracy. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for uh, being my interpreter. That's on right. That one. That's right. What was that word that you can't say again? Orthogonally. Orthogonally. Oh, boy. Oh, orthogonally. <laughs> How about clack? What did I call it? Clacky. Yeah, clacky. I think <laughs> clacky. Clacky. See, do you see where I'm going with that? The word clacky. It just goes like this. Clacky. So, <laughs> so real quick, uh, Reef should be out. Uh, hopefully within the next few weeks. The estimated launch is September. So hopefully we'll see that hitting shelves within the next uh, week or two. Yeah, I think Mike said it was going to be the 26th of this month, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And at an MSRP of about $40, you can find it online at a lot of the pre-order sites for about 28 bucks. So it seems like a pretty nice price. Nice. I, I like it when a, a game can give you some quality components and uh, a reason to come back at a decent price. Yeah, definitely. Right. So before we close this out, Kurt, I want to give a, a quick uh, announcement of one other thing out recently. A few years ago, at Christmas, you've gifted me a game called Don't Mess With Cthulhu. Right? Do you remember that? Many years ago? Yes. Uh, yes, I do. It has become arguably one of my favorite social deduction games because it's a social game that you can play at four players and it actually works. Uh, <laughs> the game was incredibly hard to find for years. Apparently, that tiny little box game was going online for like 60 and $70, which is insane. That's ridiculous. But uh, just this week, Indie Boards and Cards has released the Don't Mess With Cthulhu Deluxe. It brings the player count up to eight. Uh, you can still play it at four, but it brings it up to eight. It includes the little Kickstarter mini expansions. And that game is like only about 20 bucks, 15 at a lot of the online sites. So wow. uh, it is one of my favorite games ever. Like I said, I've played it dozens and dozens of times. Every time we play it with somebody, everyone goes, all right, let's do it one more time. Because it's also a very quick and fun game. Uh, we got to play it last night at eight players multiple times. So while you're pre-ordering Reef, uh, don't let this become the game that it goes out of print for a while, it goes to $80, it comes back in print, and then you're like, I'll get it later. And then you forget about it. And then you save it for $55 online again, and you're like, no! Add that <laughs> to your cart when you're pre-ordering Reef, because it is probably one of the most fun games I've played in a long time. And uh, it is also available now. So tag that into your carts when you get this uh, awesome little puzzle game that Kurt and Tracy have gotten the privilege of playing. 
Nice. Awesome. Cool. That's cool. All right. Well, go out there and do that. And again, thanks to Plan B for letting us play an advanced copy of this. We'll, it'll be definitely something we play in the future. And until then, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this is D. Wyatt. And this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.